Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of My Best Vintage Life. And I am here with my co-host. Hi, guys. Art Baz. Art says hello. Welcome to this week's episode. Just to start off, I'm going to do my normal little deets. If you'd like to reach out to us about anything, don't snore. It's admin, A-D-M-I-N, at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. Admin at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. If you want to reach out via email, social media, we are on Instagram at mybestvintagelifepodcast. Follow along there. Lots of great content. And also on Pinterest. And uh, we do have a website, www.mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. Check that out as well. You can listen to the podcast right on the website if you wish to do so. You should hire an octopus to be your assistant. I know. You should see how I'm holding my notebook. <laughs> Google Voice, 559-365-6743. That's 559-365-6743 if you'd like to give us a call. Don't forget to rate or review the podcast. That is the best way and the only really free way to show your support of the podcast other than sharing our stuff on social media um, is rating and reviewing the podcast, whether it be through Apple Podcasts or Chaser, which is open to all platforms, all um, media devices. And my obsession at the moment is gardening. I've been gardening. You've always been gardening. Actually, no, you houseplants is your thing. Yeah, I'm moving on. Oh, I think houseplants, cool. it's overrated. You know, I see these pictures of people with like hundreds of houseplants. It's just too much work. And the house that I just moved into, um, the lighting is much better for outdoor plants versus indoor so I am taking care of the ones indoor as best as I can. I've just kind of accepted if they die, they die. If they don't, they don't. I'm not abandoning them, but I am getting into outdoor gardening. So I bought this thing called the Garden Tower 2, planting some veggies and herbs in there. Planted a uh, variegated lemon tree, which is really cool, and a blueberry bush and a bunch of stuff in like a front flower bed of my house. Good for you. Yeah. Last house, I didn't do as much outside, and that's a regret of mine. Um, it still looked good, but I just wish I would have done more, so I'm starting out on a good foot at the new one. Do you have any obsessions at the moment? Salads. I've been eating salads for the last two weeks straight. Yeah. I don't know why. It just reminds me of college when all I could afford was spinach and onions. Salads are great. Yeah. When it's really hot here, you really don't want to eat much else. I feel you. Okay. Well, we have some shout-outs and questions from our uh, Podbean $5 patron-level member. So I'm going to get right to it. Now, last time, or the time before, I can't remember, I did give a shout-out to Alexandra, who uh, on Instagram is at volumes underscore of underscore vintage. She just uh, didn't get a question to me in time for last episode. So her burning question for art from Alexandra. Another surprise. Which vintage trends in the last two years did you see coming and which surprised you? I would say I saw the light denim coming back, faded, bleached out, as well as baggy t-shirts. And the one that's got me a bit confused is low rise and stretch. That's got me a bit like what and why? Apparently that's Please, coming back. not people. again. I don't. Yeah. It seems like it never left Fresno, so I don't know. <laughs> yes, you know, the rest so. of the world was like, 
what were we thinking? I think we were watching too much Paris oh, Hilton and Nicole. Oh, God, yeah. Fresno's really behind on trend, um, sadly. Yeah, it's not very trendy. It just kind of stays no. in the same place. Yeah, people here aren't. I mean, you see it in the housing market, too. It's just... It's, it can be abysmal abysmal at times, but um, there are some gems. I'm not saying people here don't have good personal style, but as, oh, a, no, collective no. Whole, as a collective whole, exactly. it's not great. There's some people with amazing style here. Yeah, I'm sitting across from one. Oh, thank you. Okay, so that was your answer to Alexandra? Yes. Okay. Um, and then we have a shout-out to new patron member, Erica, and her Instagram is at wildthingvintage. Thank you, Erica, for your support. Uh, she's based out of Toronto, Canada. Oh, cool. Great and, vintage um, up there. She ha- asked if you have had any experiences blind ordering wholesale from a website. Uh, she's in lockdown. And if you know, also, if you know any cities near the border, you can recommend for an Ontario shop. I'm assuming she means like cities that have wholesale warehouses near Toronto. So do you have an answer for either one of those? You yes. ever ordered wholesale blindly from a website? I don't know if you've had to. I've, I, what I've done is when I have found a website, I have called. I'm not one of those people that likes to order things online. I like to talk to people. And I've built a lot of great relationships that way, even though the company had a website. It was helpful to see the pictures and, and see the product. And for the most part, uh, also look to see how long they've been in business that's a good indicator that they fix problems. And I've had issues, uh, got the wrong stuff, and reputable companies will fix it just like we do. Uh, stay away from fly-by-night companies on the wholesale level. Like if you've never heard of them and all of a sudden they have this website and they're promising the world, uh, be weary. And in terms of uh, warehouses up there, there's actually a couple of good vintage dealers up there, big wholesalers in Toronto and I believe there's one or two rag houses up there. Uh, maybe I could uh, have Bridget message you later with those names for you. Yeah, but they're not. They're open to the. Well, they're not I don't know who if I'm open. thinking of, are they? No. No. Okay. All right. This is in Toronto. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Just trying to avoid. Uh, never mind. We'll pass over that. <laughs> yes, we should. Uh, new. Patron Chantel, who is at our $20 level, and she's doing the mentorship program. Hi, Chantel, at Elwood Vintage. Elwood, as in Jake and Elwood from the Blues Brothers. That's how I remember it. Um, Elwood underscore vintage. She sells mostly Harley and band T-shirts. Her question for art is, oh, she said she hopes now that she's uh, supporting us that you can get a better chair. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Almost. We're getting there. We have to hit my goal first, my patron goal, and then we can consider getting you another chair. Um, Best advice for someone trying to make their small business their full-time job, which we talked a little bit with her on Friday when we had our our call, but um, if you want to reiterate that for everyone else. Well, that is really, really subjective and individualistic to every single person starting their own business, you know. I say you have to do something 100% in order to be successful at it. You can't do 50-50. You can't do half-ass. Jump into it with all your passion and all your effort, and the curve to success will be a lot shorter than trying to do too many things at once. Uh, That's from my personal experience and also from the experience I've had with 
people who've wanted to do this and they kept their job and they kept doing this. And eventually you just get tired and you'll give up the one that's, you know, not as safe. People like that safety. So you have to figure out what your personality is. Do you like having that safe income? Well, stick to your job and just make some extra money. But if you see yourself, you wanting bigger things, you want a new car, you want a bigger house, you want this and that, then you have to go for it because you're not going to get that way with your regular job because you're fixed and you're stuck. And the beauty of working for yourself, there is no ceiling. It's the limitations you put on yourself. So great answer. Um, I accidentally moved a level a few minutes ago. So if it got really quiet or really loud, I apologize. I thought I was condensing the audio parts of our episode and I accidentally hit the gain level. Oh, I thought you were trying to mute me. No, I wasn't. I think you got quieter, though, so I apologize. Um, Last shout-out is to a long-term supporter of the podcast, uh, Leslie. Her Instagram is at Leslie underscore Venable, V-E-N-A-B-L-E. I don't know if that's Venable. Venable? Yeah. I would say Venable, but I was like, maybe it's... you're a Spanish teacher. Venable. (laughs) Venable. Um, That happened to me And I don't know if that's her last name either. I try not to do last names, but I want to share people's Instagram. So either way, um, she says she's just happy to support the podcast that um, she didn't want to shout out really. Oh, thank you so much. It's very sweet. um, And she has not come up with a question for you yet. She said maybe next time. Okay. So we'll save her question for next time. And um, so basically... What I just wanted to mention before we jump into our meat of the episode is that if you want to become a patron, you can do so at uh, patron.podbean.com slash my best vintage life podcast. There's a link for it in the link tree to my Instagram, or you can literally just go on Google. I tried it. You can type in podbean as in like a green bean, podbean patron, my best vintage life, and it comes up. We have three tiers. We have a $2 tier, which is just general support. A $5 tier, which will get you a personal and or business shout out on the show. You get to ask Art a burning question and you get added into our close friends on Instagram group. So if you've already joined, don't forget you get extra extra Instagram access. You get the little green wheel from me, which means you're in the close friends group. And then there's $20 a month, which gets you one 30-minute session um, with me for mentorship Really great for business owners, and Art even jumped in on the last call we did. So. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we had yeah. a lot of fun. And I don't think I it was 30 minutes. It was way longer. but I l- We did go longer, but that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, so don't think at 29 minutes, 30 <laughs> seconds, I'm going to be in there going, wrap it well, up. Well, also, I this is actually with me. It's not with Art, so I can't guarantee he'll be free every time. It just worked out well that it was on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of he kind of monopolized it a little bit. Oh, um, my bad. No, it's I'm fine. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's just he kept like hovering over me on the call and you could see him in the background. So it's just kind of like, listen, if you have something to say. I always have something to say. I know you do. So All do right. you. So yeah, if you want to do that, that'd be a great way to support the podcast. Two, five, and twenty dollar tiers. Or if you'd rather talk to me, you can send in cookies. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So the meat, the meat. So we're talking about our favorite found items. We did a poll on Instagram, We did kind of like a March Madness bracket. And this was by far the most popular choice. However, we will cover all the other topics. So if yours didn't win, don't, you know, don't worry. Oh, boy. He's incessant, huh? Yeah. Boy, Art's, Art's got a friend. 
And it's not his brother who's <laughs> usually always calling. He is another caller now. You know how you do your little polls? What I do in the morning is I make a little mental note. How many times is my brother going to call me today? And how many times is my friend Roger going to call me? And sometimes they're both in double digits on the same day, which blows Bridget's mind. It's hilarious. Well, Art gets more phone calls in a day than I probably have in three years because no one calls me. Okay, so. here we go. Again. I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm just being honest. Yeah. So, okay, favorite found items. Go ahead. Get to it. Okay, so favorite found items. It took me a long time to go through this, but because there were so many. All right, one of them is a baseball jersey. And it just came in a regular mix, and it's one of my favorite players growing up. He played for the Giants, he played for the Dodgers, and he eventually ended up playing for the A's. And his name was Chili Davis, and it was his rookie jersey, actually worn by him. And I still have it, never wanted to sell it. I've been offered, you know, a couple thousand for it. But it's just so cool, and and it just reminds me of, you know, collecting baseball cards when I was little. So... And I always liked him. You know, he was a great hitter, Chili Davis. Is that so. his nickname? Yeah, that's what his I mean, on his baseball cards too, Chili oh. Davis. Makes me hungry. <laughs> okay, one other uh, one. We'll just, sure. we'll do two and go back and forth. Yeah, uh, at one of the early rag houses that I used to pick from down in Los Angeles. Uh, they're no longer there. They sold the property, and now they're townhomes and condos downtown. There was, it was one of the largest rag houses in California. They would do about 100 to 125,000 pounds a day, which is an insane amount, about 75 to 120 workers. And there was just, it was mass amount of people that actually bought there. So on any given day, you could have anywhere from 30 to 40 people picking as well as employees. And I learned right away that if you go to the trash, what they consider trash that they're bailing to send to other countries, sometimes you'll find gems. And in one trip to that bin, I found three East-West musical instruments jackets and an A2 uh, jacket with the paint on the back. The And so that was one of my favorite pieces because it had the guy's name. I was able to, you know, research the pilot, the how many missions they had, the bombs were there. So it was like a, such a neat piece of history. I loved it. That's very cool. Yeah. And these were, I wish I, was... I wish I didn't sell it. I ended up getting 17. I remember the price because I remember getting 1700 for it. I paid $5. <laughs> Anything in that bin was five bucks. Those other jackets I sold too cheap, you know, but uh, we were just talking about this, you know, you just never know what's going to happen, and sometimes you just got to sell shit. And well, yeah, you know. early on, everything was every, you know every cent I had went back into the business, paid bills, went back into business. I don't want to get sidetracked, but do you want to share with them what you heard today? No, no, no. Okay, another time. Another time. All right. Yeah. Um, my turn. Sure. Okay. Um, I don't have. Su- I mean, I guess they're specific, but um. For me, a grouping of things that I'm just going to call out are the items that I found thrifting in high school when I realized that they were different than everything else at the thrift store. So I don't really know when I realized what vintage was and that it was a thing. It just kind of, I don't know, it was so organic for me. I don't know how to describe it, 
but I knew what people were looking for at the thrift stores wasn't the things that I was getting excited about. And I knew they were like older and cute and more unique. So some of the first things that I found while thrifting were just t-shirts. T-shirts were, well, I mean, they'll always be my favorite and were the first thing that I really went for on the racks. And I would just look through t-shirt racks for hours looking for, you know, things that were not coming from modern stores. I was looking for older t-shirts. Were you, did you like, like the worn threaded we didn't have a graphics. lot of those. No, I would get like a lot of like kitschy ones. What are kitschy? Kitschy and funny, you know, oh, like, like um, the sings. Yeah, stuff like that. I really like those sports teams. Um, I might have like if I look at old pictures from high school, I might have pictures of me. Like I had one from like a resort in Jamaica and stuff like that. You know, just gotcha. weird, weird, random things cowboy boots that my mom threw away on me and I was super pissed um I was so excited to find those cowboy boots and I remember going to put them on the one day and they weren't where they were and I was like mom where are my cowboy boots she was like oh you weren't ever gonna wear those that's how my mom was she was she was cutthroat when it came to huh yeah I know (laughs) I know worse than me believe me the pierogi um, didn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, the the pan didn't fall far from the pan. Uh, and then barrettes. I found dead stock barrettes. Those are one of the first things I remember finding. Those um, French ones? No, no. They were just like cute, cute little like girl ones. But they had, I keep trying to think of what they were. Um, but I found them at a thrift store. And I just remember thinking like this stuff is so cool. And this is the stuff that no one's buying. Is someone here? Mailman. We're fine. Oh, okay. Um, so those things aren't super special, but they're special in the sense that, sorry, my mic is falling. Special in the sense that I find them to be significant because those were like my first vintage items in my life. I don't think best finds necessarily means most valuable. I think it just means what well, are not what necessarily good to you, right? I'm not thinking of it that way either. In some sense, I am, but you know. They're not super specific things, you know, like the two, the, what you just mentioned, that's very specific for me. I think about those items when I was like, oh, I think maybe I have something here. What is this? Hmm. Well, my other thing that I still haven't researched and I should someday is that uh, painting I found at an estate sale about 17, 18 years ago. And it's a, it's a Picasso and it's so all I know about it. It's from his blue period. It's almost, it's a self-portrait of himself. And it was at a old estate sale in a nice part of town where there's a good chance it could be original and a good chance it could Fresno? be. Fresno? Fresno, yeah. Sure. In uh, Old Fig Garden. And I remembered it was like a, a people had passed away and there were, and it was such a deal. Hmm. So one day I'm going to figure out how much it's worth. Well, right now I'm busy selling dirty clothes. <laughs> I mean, you can, where is, it's here? It's here. Okay. All right. Can't well. tell you where, but it's here. Well, I don't want you to tell me where on the podcast, but after, show me. No. Is it accessible? Yes. You don't want to show me? Okay, I'll show you. Oh, God. Because then you'll think, oh, this will be great in my new house. No, I would not. I'll rent it to you. I have no problem renting I'm stuff. Renting a painting. Why not? <sighs> You're renting the McCann. I thought that was a housewarming gift. No. <laughs> I'm not. You'll have to pry that out of my cold, dead hands. I'm not giving that back. Okay. 
I have another one. Another McCain? It's no. McCain, not McCann. Uh, oh. Another uh, find. Recent? So, recent? Yeah, what are you talking about? You found another work of art? No. Isn't this the, the meat? I'm giving you another meat, a type of meat. Oh. <laughs> so one time uh, we were Bring down in Texas. type of meat. We, okay. were, <laughs> we were down in Texas and uh, looking at some military. And it would, we were trying to pick, but the people wanted nothing to do with getting picked over. We're like, okay, fine. We will buy it all. So packed it as fast as we could. Took like a day and a half. Got it all to fit on one fifty-three foot truck, brought it here, and I'm, even to this day, I'm still unpacking some of it, which is crazy because it was about 14, 15 years ago. And one of my favorite things that have come out of there was uh, an old family Bible uh, with the dates inside from the 1850s. Uh-huh. I still have it. That's in that case you always see downstairs. Oh, that Bible. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And then there's the other one, which is a, a Jewish Bible, which is funny, which is like only maybe 10 years after that, hmm. which is interesting. I don't, I know they don't call it a Bible, but it's scriptures, the Torah, the Torah? possibly. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. so and, it's like a prayer book. Same, and here's the crazy part. In that same load, there was about five to 600 uh, boots from the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, all military. And when I was sorting and separating them, a hand grenade rolled out of one of them. Oh, my God. No, I'm not kidding. Rolled out of them, and it still was solid and heavy. So I called the police department, <laughs> and two two cops on bikes showed up. Oh, my God. And this guy comes in, and he comes yelling, that's live. That's a live grenade. You need to get the F out of here now. I'm like, well, that's why I called you. I didn't know. And. Wait, Next you called thing. and said that there's a grenade and they didn't come with like riot shields or something? They no, they were, the, they, were, they were the bike guys downtown. Oh this was God. at the G Street building. And they came and then next thing you know, bomb squad comes and they're like, where'd you get this? What are you doing with it? I'm like, dude, it rolled out of a, the combat boots. Yeah. Take a look. It's all military surplus. He goes, yeah, this was a live round. And yeah. <sighs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, ch- note. Check inside all shoes you buy. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I like obscure vintage that most people wouldn't love or appreciate because it's something very specific to me. So I think one of the most notable things for me was the the sunset rink shirt behind me over my shoulder. I don't want to turn around because then I'm going to be away from the mic. But Art found a shirt. A bowling shirt. No, it's a sunset rink. It's a skating rink where my mom used to go skate. It's a bowling shirt. That it's a, oh, yes. I'm sorry. It's a bowling style shirt, but it has the Sunset Rink, uh, Shemokin Dam, Pennsylvania. And uh, it's, as far as I know, still a functioning skating rink. And my mom used to go there and just made me very emotional. Like certain things like that, if you come across very specific items, you know, it can hit you like a ton of bricks. And uh, that one definitely did. It was a very pleasant surprise. And I have it hanging in my office. But, you know, to most people, to look at that, they wouldn't care. It would be like any, you know, so it's, it's the emotional connection to vintage is so, I think so subjective. 100%. That's why that, you know, Chili Davis Jersey reminds me of my childhood. I enjoy it. And then the A2 painted jacket is I've always wanted one, but couldn't afford one, you know? So, 
yeah, that's that's what makes some of these things special because they have a connection. You have a connection with them. Yeah. Even that, you know, that one uh, denim jacket I found in here for you. Which one? Uh, McQueen. That's on my list. Oh, my bad. I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> yeah, of course. Go ahead. Do you have more meat? Oh yeah. But okay. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Give me your give me some of your potatoes first. Um, I think anything nine eleven related is interesting to find, and I've started a special like grouping of those pieces because I don't. I personally don't think there's many other um, events in history or times in history where something had changed so drastically. You know, like the New York skyline. So. Um, not that New York was the only place affected on 9-11, but we have this amazing Harley Davidson of New York City long sleeve t-shirt with, um, the Twin Towers on it and some other stuff with the Twin Towers. And I don't want to sell any of that. I think, um, I don't know, it feels weird to sell it, but I just don't think there's many, there's much precedent for, you know, an event like that where you have all these things, all these, this imagery, not even just on clothing, but other items that, um, you know, just were basically erased in a matter of hours. Yeah. Well, that's the, before that, everyone used to say, you know, Hiroshima and Nagasaki were those events before, post-nuclear, pre-nuclear. No, 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 I'm not saying it in that sense. I'm saying it in the sense of like, you know, an item that was kind of plastered all over everything. Like New York city is a major tourist destination. There were snow globes with the twin towers, t-shirts, you know, um, oil paintings, prints, whatever, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure in Japan there's, there are people who have, you know, um, items from those cities pre the bombs being dropped and they might feel the same way, but I just think New York is, is so different. You True, know? and it's kind of it's like it's because you saw it happen too. That too, yeah. It's a little chilling sometimes to find them, you know, find the items and see them, and sometimes it's heartwarming. I think it really, you know, it depends on the day and my mood. Oh, um, speaking of finding, do you remember? What? I found a guest pass, as you know, some of you know. Oh my uh, god, my, I never told anybody that. Yeah, my uh, father passed away in February, and so I was you know part of the thing. I was helping my mom and brother clean up his room and his belongings and they they allowed me to take care of most of the stuff and one of the things he had saved was he had visited New York a couple of times and he had visited the Twin Towers for a meeting and it was exactly he had a pass from 9-11 the year from 2000 so exactly to the day a year and I still have it and it was just so weird. I looked at him like, why is this date? Oh, my, oh my gosh. It was exactly one year prior. You know, West Tower. Well, it's either North Tower or South Tower. All right. Well, I'll take maybe my eyes. Then it had to be North. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, and it also now, like you say that, makes you think about all the people that were there that day that didn't necessarily work there, but that were just there on a fluke one-time meeting, you know, and they lost their lives. Crazy. Yeah. That could have easily been your dad, you know? 100%. I've always thought that, you know? I just, it was so, like, I got the chills instantly. 9-11-2000. I mean, what are the... Did he ever call that out? 
to you? No. Or he probably just didn't no. even remember I mean, what think day of, it was. No, think about it. It's been what, how many years is that ago? 20 years. Yeah. And I just saw that pass for the first time. I remember he went there to visit and then he went to Montreal after that. Um, what was he in a meeting for? Business. Fashion? My dad yeah. in fashion. No. Back then, was he working? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He had, uh, back then it was, he had the, you weren't he was living with him in on Vegas. that trip. No. No. Mm-mm. Gotcha. I went with him in 90, let's see, 97. I know, 94, 95. Oh, okay. I went to Montreal with him, which was a blast. That's a fun town. Never been. I've never been to Canada. Oh, Canada. They don't sleep in Montreal. I know it's a pretty big party town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heard that. Heard Best that. food like at good, night. Good times, like going out there. Okay, meat, more meat. Sure. I have plenty. What? Valuable, funny, you tell me. Funny. Let's do funny since we just talked about 9 11. Okay. Oh, sometimes. My kids come in here and they help me when they were younger. They used to come and help me go through things that we would buy or just teach them how to work a little bit, sort, separate. So I had this project because I had just bought out a local store's inventory of shirts and miscellaneous things. But I thought all the miscellaneous things were taken care of. So they're going through T-shirts and I had them ask them to separate them by uh long sleeve, short sleeve, tank tops, and shorts, anything that was a bottom. And they did a good job. Then they finally, and mind you, they're at this time 7 and 11, and they came across these water pistols. And one of them grabs a water pistol and says, Daddy, why is it shaped like a weenie? (laughs) And so (laughs) I turned around and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Was that that one? It was that one. It's a uh, dick water gun. Yeah, it's a dick water gun. So I guess the place used to be uh, one of the stops for bachelorette parties. So they had all these novelty things that were like, you know, dick ice cubes, dick water guns, dick candles. Well, one of the dick guns fell into the clothes and they, (laughs) I mean, it's their faces. It's just the fun and the innocence of it. It's hilarious. Why is there a water gun like a weenie? (laughs) (laughs) Like a weenie. Yeah. Uh, and I still have it. Oh, uh, yes, <laughs> I know. It's upstairs by the oh, picnic yeah. table, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'd have to say the Stephen King books that you found for me. Oh, yeah, those are cool. Uh, mostly because my mom, I think I've talked about this before, my mom gave her collection away to someone and they never gave them back. And uh, she had always regretted that and wished she still had them. And I knew I'd never have them. So I felt like it was a way to connect with my mom and kind of, Good karma in a way like okay I, I didn't get my mom's collection I probably got a much better one because I don't think my mom had uh all heart pretty much all hardbacks hers were probably paperbacks but still yeah yeah so cool. that was um I mean you name it um the shining misery it the stand dark tower Salem's lot um pet cemetery Carrie God, I mean, even some more obscure ones. Um, You've read most of those, correct? Not most of them, no. Not the more obscure ones. I have, I have so much reading to do. That's like, that's a big pet peeve of mine about myself is that I don't read enough. I spend too much time on my phone, but it's so hard to like break the habit. 
I have no problem admitting that I am like addicted to being on my phone. Yeah, I tell you that all the time. It's a hard addiction, you know, and I think like when I think when we first started noticing this in ourselves and I know a lot of you out there probably feel the same way. Like we thought it was kind of funny, but now it's like, this is actually a problem. Like this is a genuine addiction and I'm not an, I don't have an addictive personality. You yeah, know but that. You don't, I know. I but- can stop drinking. Like I just stopped drinking for a year. I've smoked plenty of cigarettes in my life, but I've never, I've bought one pack of cigarettes in my life. Um, I smoke weed occasionally, but I don't need to do it. You know, I, I did probably have a shopping addiction at some point in time in my life, but that was like after my mom died. And I feel like I was using that as like a crutch, like a healing balm, you know, and yeah. that that's very common after you lose a loved one, especially that magnitude. But I don't have an addictive personality. The phone really for me has been the first thing where it's just like, I can't kick it. Well, it's not you. It's the programming. It's sinister. Oh, it is. No, I have a book about it. Um, Oh, God, if anybody's interested, I'll get you the title. I bought it. It's like on my Kindle. My Kindle. I don't have a Kindle, but it's on my laptop. But it's about how, I won't say like what big tech companies, but how. Bananas. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, Mm. what bananas? What? That's the big tech company, Bananas. Which one is that? Come on. Bananas. The other fruit? No, 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 not necessarily them. No, I'm talking about like um, social media. Yeah, well, they own some of that. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. (laughs) Blind moment. No, it's sad. It really is sad. And this person was just kind of pointing out how she fought her addiction and how long it took. And just some of the stuff that these big tech companies do is insane to really get you hooked. But anyways, I don't want to get off topic. Um, But those Stephen King books were really an amazing find. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed them. Let me see. What else now? You want me to do another one while you think? Sure. So I, um, throughout my time thrifting, found a lot of like the rare one-time print Nicole Miller silk um, blouses. I think I still have a vest and one or two uh, like t-shirt, not t-shirt, but like button-up silhouette silks, you know, and it's cool because the labels say like this print won't be reproduced and they're fun stuff. Like I have a... I have one with like hot dogs and hamburgers on it and I don't know what's on the vest. And I also have like a sporty, like a sportswear blazer that is more of like a, it's peach with like a black floral print on it. That's part of that as well. So I do love, I they always seem pretty rare to me on Etsy and eBay when I would look, like when I was thinking about selling them to price them out. I don't know if that's necessarily true, if they are really that rare, but um I've come across a few, and I have I never sold any of them. I held on to all of them just because I thought maybe these really are that rare. I was just thinking about something funny and interesting that I found, and they were all together, which was cool. Uh, probably about 10, 15 years ago, it was uh, all in a box. When You know when you buy – we used to also do like storage units. Mm-hmm. So we would buy storage units if it looked good. And sometimes, you know, they were hit and miss. This is before there was that sh- – what is storage wars before all that and i remember getting from one unit it was a tons of t-shirts that said body by solo flex Mm -hmm. so i'm like so i was like oh yeah these are people love these so we bought the unit because of the body by solo flex shirts right me and my brother but inside the thing there was boxes of shoes and they happened to be vintage shoes and nike shoes but 
there's three pairs that I still have to this day. One of them is a pair of Shaq's own shoes. They are obscenely massive. So maybe later we could take a picture and put it so you guys could see it. And another one by Doug Christie, which was a player. Uh, He played for the Sacramento Kings for a while. Then he played for the Lakers a little bit, autographed. And then the entire Portland Trailblazers team with Clyde Drexler, this is all in the 90s, autographed bowling shoes, which I just found again. So that was like such a weird. That's a basketball team, right? Portland Trailblazers, yes. But it was their bowling shoes. I think what it is is like, you know, Different times they did fundraisers yeah, or meet no, and greets. No, no, no. I just want to so, make sure I was hearing that right. When you see these shoes, they are hilarious. The shoes are like legitimately owned by Shaq? Yes. Have I seen these? No. I just came across. Remember, uh, I'm doing all this cleaning. Yeah. So I'm finding a lot of my old stuff. Like, what uh, size I, are they? 22. Yeah, I was going to say 22. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're his. And that's when he was with Reebok. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Um. I was going to talk about the McQueen and the Alaya. Okay. So we found um, going through jackets here an Alexander McQueen jacket that I still don't know what to do with. I've talked about it before. It's definitely his, and I don't know whether to sell it or to hold on to it. There's no need to sell. Yeah. Hold on to it. Yeah. He's like one of your favorite I mean, designers. It would be it would be hard even to sell it for a few thousand dollars. I just think that... If anything, it's going to increase in value. Just a sentimental value alone is worth keeping things sometimes. Not not every find has to be about money, you and, know. And sometimes then, your needs dictate what you do with something. Right now, you're in a blessed position where you don't need it. Whereas one time, I had something so good, I didn't want to sell it, but my car broke down, and I had no choice. And it, was, it wasn't even something I bought. It was something I found inside something I bought. And it was a beautiful Bulgari watch. And I knew it was valuable. Bulgari. Bulgari. And I knew it was worth, oh, this has got to be worth at least five, 600 bucks. And luckily I took it to a place that was pretty honest and they offered me 3,500 for it. Wow. And I said, thank you very much. And I went and bought a car. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. A broken down sob, but it was fine. It got me through. So if you don't need to sell it, don't sell it. Art also found uh, a vintage Azadine Alaya denim jacket at a flea market in Fresno within the last year. Yeah, and that the was lady, fun. you said the lady was like very snarky. She's she like, was. "This is French." <laughs> I wanted to say, "So am I." <laughs> <laughs> I went to French school. Uh, I mean, technically, he's from Tunisia, but. We'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. <laughs> you know what I love? I love that people, pr- I, I've started pronouncing it that way instead of Tunisia. I love British people say that. Tunisia. They have some words that they, love the way they really say, say that just make that I, word pop. But then they have some words that they just like, man, I don't want that anymore. Well, like I, aluminium. Oh, aluminium. Or, or oregano. Oregano. Yeah. It makes you feel like, am I doing those little hand puppets in Japan? origami yeah it's very yeah it's very close to origami well i wasn't trying to put anyone down art i was just trying to compliment them on the way they say tunisia <laughs> well learn to say the other stuff right oh i'm kidding no <laughs> no he's kidding I'm giving him the death stare 
Um, I also have two dresses that I put aside for myself as wedding dresses. Um, one came out of a costume, our costume store buy. It is um, a column dress with long sleeves. It's like an opalescent sequin. So it's very covered up and not very flashy. I mean, flashy in the sense that it's sequins, but little, very little skin is being shown. That would be like my reception dress. And then uh, my wedding dress is a dress I found at a thrift store. It is a Bonwit Teller. Really beautiful, like geometric embroidery. I think I would have to layer something underneath it. I think like a burgundy slip or something would look pretty. But I promised myself since I'm going to do two vintage wedding dresses that for my accessories I would go a little a little splurgy so those are that's the end of my special items do you have anything else that you wanted to add any more meat nope no nope I am good I could talk for days about all the different finds that I think that are special I think yeah. anytime you come across something that you know interests you uh, provokes you to learn more or research, those are special finds. And that's what most of these things made me do is try to figure out what they were, where they came from, what's the story behind it. That's the interesting part for me. I'm a, I'm a student. I, um, always. I asked yesterday, you know, what, what people, did yesterday say? Um, what their top three finds would be. Some people gave me one. Some people gave me three. We, these are just some randoms. I'm not going to say names. We have vintage jean jackets, paper-thin tees, short horn Levi's. Oh, nice. Handmade patchwork bell-bottoms. Oh, yeah. Um, a seal chapman dress in a warehouse. A poiré cape that no one knew existed. An Adrian gown in a garage. Pretty basic but perfect-fitting high-waisted vintage Levi's, 80s Iron Maiden tee, 70s Chanel duster, a Rio Louis Vuitton bag, 1985 Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Buffy the Vampire Slayer tee. That's a cute one. Uh, money, many times returned lots to families at estate sales for good karma. Thrift store equals mine. <laughs> uh, 1920s silk bias gown in the jammies section at Goodwill. Chanel mid-century raw silk skirt suit for $6 at the Goodwill. Different visit. Wow. Those are some examples that people mentioned on Instagram, which is why I say it's a good idea if you can to follow us along on Instagram because there's lots of good content there and lots of sharing and storytelling and people interacting with each other. I have a Chanel story. I saved a, a Chanel dress for almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay. And then finally these high-end people came and they were like ready to look at it look at all the high-end stuff I had picked for them. And like, and I'm like, hey, man. Hey, man. I'm Joe Rogan. No, just kidding. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, what's up? Why aren't you getting the dress? He's like, oh, yeah, that's not our thing. I said, I thought you did designer stuff. I mean, you're buying the Dior. What's wrong with Chanel? He's like, well, Chanel's just with one end. So it was channel. Oh. <laughs> I got conned again. See, now... <laughs> I don't know if I did this on our close friends Instagram or the public one, but like my son Art was super excited because he found a pair of East Saint Laurent pants <laughs> and um, corduroy knickers. They were cute. They yeah, almost look like riding pants, like yeah. black riding pants. Great size. And I'm looking at them and I see made in the USA Saint Lawrence. Yeah. 
and it but looked, they but they use the SL part of the YSL logo. Yeah. Yeah. So be wary. Like, uh, Chanel is with one N. Yes. Lesson learned for hey. me. So I tell people it's important. Pronunciation and spelling. You know it, recognize like, it. Channel. 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 Oh, poor you. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how you're gonna learn. Yeah. So see obviously it's stuck with me. All right, friends. Well, you have plenty of ways to reach out to us if you want to do so. And no matter how you choose to support the podcast, whether it be through rating, reviews, or a monetary pledge, we do appreciate the support. Right now, I'm close to my, I have a $60 a month goal to cover my website fee and the fee for hosting the podcast. So once we go over that, I can buy Art a nicer chair and maybe get a new microphone stand for myself because that's what I've been fixing the entire episode. <laughs> um, and maybe, actually, I think we could both use new chairs. Once once my house sells and all I that's really done, I'm going to redo that, the office. Yeah, we need to get like a table, table. And, we, and that we can look at each other. Yes, because yeah. right now we're sitting side by side and I keep pointing at the microphone so Art talks in the mic, but he wants to keep looking at me, which is... A natural human thing to do when you're having a conversation with someone. I'm an active listener. Yes, you are. And an active talker. I'm looking at the (laughs) the corner of my eye. (laughs) All right, friends. In the meantime, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy. Don't be basic. Be kind and don't be basic. Bye. Afida Zane.